Hey y'all, welcome back to The Celeste Show. This is episode two, The Truth About Being a Single Mother. So in the first episode, we talked a little bit about my life updates and I talked a little bit about R. Kelly and um, his conviction and just his future um, and some of the things that he's done in the past. So today I just want to really focus on my experience as being a single mom. Um, just to touch base again, I am in the dissertation stage of earning my degree, so I'm super, super busy right now proposing, getting all the sourcing together. Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Um, I also just had a chapter proposal that was accepted for publication. So I am getting that ready as well, too, because I have to turn that in by December. I'm also teaching full-time, full-time mother, you know, never stops. The grind never stops. Still doing all my different side projects, including the podcast, my styling business, a bunch of really cool stuff going on. So I can't wait to update you guys as the season goes on. And if my voice sounds janky, that's because I'm losing it. My allergies <clears throat> have been worsened by the fact that I actually currently have a cold, but it is what it is. Um, you know, just keep pushing forward and onward. So today, let's talk about single motherhood. So, motherhood, excuse me. So let's um, just state the obvious. It's super, super difficult. It's tough. It's hard. Um, a lot of the time... I don't know how I get the things done that I have to get done, but we do it and we do it well and we do it gracefully. And for that, I am very, very, very gracious and thankful to God for continuing to keep me and my daughter, um, you know, flourishing, not just afloat, but flourishing and progressing and doing all the things that we have to do. Um, I will say this about for me personally, when it comes to single motherhood, this is kind of a life I chose I have been very vocal about the situation that put me here and what happened and why I have effectively made the decision just to parent my daughter alone, effectively. Um, and I like it better this way. It is more conducive to my peace, more conducive to my life. And I don't know what the future holds, but I hope that it continues to hold positivity for both she and I and that we're able to continue to build a really beautiful life for ourselves because right now... Everything looks like it's going to just you know, continue to progress forward. Of course, everything in life and everybody experiences issues and setbacks and you know their obstacles, which I am not in any shape or form shy of or unfamiliar with, but I'm definitely just kind of excited to keep you know pushing forward and to essentially continue my life and all the different things and all the different ways that God continues to bless me, all the different doors he continues to open for me. So hallelujah and amen, because baby, he keep he be working. He keep on keeping on. And I'm really happy and thankful for that. So there are the way I've organized this podcast is I'm going to break it down into different pieces. First, um, just talking about my experience as a single mom. First thing I want to talk about is there are a lot of stigmas. So I am a dark-skinned black woman. That is part of a crucial, critical part of my identity that I have never shied away from. It has inevitably and indelibly infected my lived experiences. Um, and I think as being a black woman and a single mother, there are so many different things that I experience. Um, first and foremost, I would say as a black woman, most people expect you to be a single mother. And not even necessarily like most people, it is one of those things where there are persistent stereotypes about black women and motherhood, about us being welfare mothers, us being single mothers, us being, you know, 
dependent on government assistance, us being broke, uneducated, a bunch of different stuff, all of which is not necessarily true in every single case. And I know so many beautiful, educated black single mothers with money, with their own homes, <clears throat> and so on and so forth. And um, I think I really started to realize the stigmas that existed because for me, I grew up with a single mom. My mom was a nurse and my mom was also disabled. And real talk, she held it down for me and my sister and was a wonderful, fantastic mother. It still is to this day, even as she progressed into old age and continues to you know, battle with chronic illness. But for the most part, um, for me, the stigmas really started to like kind of come out um, when I started trying to date again. And I realized like the various misconceptions people have about the lives of single, the lives of single mothers and like just kind of the different things that we go through. Um, I think that single mothers are often looked at as, you know, either completely undesirable or they're kind of over-sexualized. Like I see all these different memes about, oh, nobody's hornier or freakier than a single mom who's child-free. And while I will say on my child-free weekends, I definitely turn up and have a blast. I feel like that is very unfair and just kind of weird that it just, it, it gives, I don't think when people say that, that it gives what they think it's giving. It gives weird, like you think that single moms are desperate, so she's going to just do whatever because she never gets any free time or whatever the case may be. I don't know. The stigmas are there and they are pretty disgusting and pretty nasty. Um, people, I think, often make the assumption that my life is like super, super, super hard. And while my life is difficult in various respects, and I think everybody experiences varying degrees of difficulty, no matter who you are, and, and they come in different shapes, difficulty and obstacles come in different shapes and forms for everybody. People, I think, with single moms, like, oh my God, you're probably so tired and you're probably so broke. And Oh my God. You know, that's not really my reality. People forget that I have two degrees. I'm close to finishing a third. I have educated. I have a wealth of work experience. I have, you know, various ways to leverage making money, to get money, to earn money, whatever the case may be. And I have not been um, financially insecure in quite a long time. And I did that on purpose because I have a young little human that I have to take care of now. And so I'm just like, nah. I ain't going to do that, but I'm definitely during this podcast going to talk about the times in which I was financially insecure because that shit is very real for single moms. And we're going to dive into that more. And I actually am going to dedicate an entire podcast to that this season and an entire podcast to single motherhood and dating as well, too. So um, <clears throat> back to stigmas. They just abound for single moms. They really do. I think that people also think that um, as a single mom, I'm, I'm always looking for like, you know, a stepdad. For my child because my child has to have a daddy and I'm like no that ain't really my main concern truth be told I really don't be giving a fuck to be honest because the thing is it's like I am more than adequate my child is not deficient because one parent is not there because of various uh reasons you know she's not really missing anything um because she's a child of God she's already whole and I was raised to believe the same thing, no matter what your parents or whoever, you know, walks in and out of your life as you are going through this journey of life, you are still a whole person in the eyes of God and everything that you need and that you need, possibly could need, is within him and was within his spirit. So I think people have this misconception that, you know, a lot of the time for me, and this is just the truth right now, I'm dating for fun. I'm dating to kind of see still what I want, because to be honest, I probably am not, um, 
fully ready to just commit to somebody like that. Because I still have a lot of self-work that I want to do on myself. And I still want to reach a certain place before I decide to venture out and actually look for someone to be in a relationship with, introduce into my life and into my daughter's life. What else about stigmas? Hoo child, there's so many. Um, that is probably going to be another podcast that I also talk about as well at some point during just dedicate an entire episode to single motherhood and the stigmas that persist and abound around that institution. Um, being a single mom for me has introduced a level of peace in my life that was not there when her father was present. And that's just the facts. And that's just the truth. I won't get into it too much because if you're close to me, you already know what's up. But um, it's something that I honestly just at this point prefer. So it is what it is. I prayed specifically. I said, you know, if I'm going to do this, God, then be my support system. Be there for me, whether it's financially. Be there for me when I need rest. Be there for me when I need support. Be there for me. Put a village around me of people who are going to be supportive. And since I started praying that prayer, he has done nothing but the things that I've asked him for. So I'm super thankful about that for sure. Next, what do we have next on the list? Ooh, mental and emotional health. So being a parent and a parent by yourself means that in a lot of ways you don't really get a lot of breaks. So let's talk about mental and emotional health. Um, Being a single parent is a wealth of responsibility, just being a parent, period, right? So it comes with a lot of mental and emotional I don't want to say trauma because I wouldn't say parenthood in itself. Well, it could be. For some people, it definitely is. (sighs) All I'm going to say is this. If you're a parent, especially if you were a single parent, and that's specifically who I'm talking to and specifically my experience of what I'm talking about, carve out space for yourself to get a break. Build a village around you and your child of people that you trust and that you love and that you know are going to protect and care for your child the same way that you would that you can get rest. For me, all of my child-free weekends are not dedicated to partying. What I try to do is I try to dedicate some of that weekend for me to go see my friends and to let loose in some shape, form, or fashion. But a lot of the time, I be resting. I'm also, you know, people forget like, baby, I'm a whole PhD student. I have a whole full-time job. I also teach college. I also like have a whole styling business. Like I, I be busy. So like anytime that I get to rest and to shut out the rest of the world, I will gladly take that time because, you know, rest is um, a luxury around this bitch. It's a necessity, but it's also a luxury, right? So it's one of those things that I definitely, and I know I have I have um, struggled in the past and, you know, will probably be a lifelong struggle, but I'm, I'm learning various ways to treat this through therapy and other, and other means, but... I do suffer from anxiety and depression, so I have to monitor closely what type of stuff I allow into my life and what type of, you know, stressors, trauma, triggers I allow around me and around my daughter and just into our lives because I know that those things can cause mental and emotional distress for me. Um, You know, being a single parent, specifically for me, this past year has been one of the most rewarding years for me, but also one of the most difficult I have made leaps and bounds professionally and personally, financially, but I have also, you know, suffered a lot in regard to like watching my mother, her health rapidly decline, watching my father's health rapidly decline, me and my sister both having to basically pick up the pieces and make sure our parents are okay, one of which is not even in the city, he's four hours away in Houston, and just making sure that they are okay 
and just dealing with the trauma of, you know, having to worry about if your parents are okay and if they're going to be okay. And, you know, if, if their health rapidly declines in the middle of the night, am I going to be able to get to him fast enough to say my goodbye? Or even, you know, with my mom, who seems to be much more stable than my father. But, you know, it's just, it's just shit like that that really, for me personally, has, <clears throat> you know, caused me to really take a hit to my mental and emotional health. Um, and I deal with things. I pray. I deal with things. Um in my, you know, in, in my opinion, in a pretty healthy way. And I have been okay. My sister's been okay, thank God. Um, but your mental and emotional health as a single parent, um, you know, the stresses of life and the stresses of what you have to do for your child, they're amplified in many ways because you're the only one there. And you're the only one that can really hold it down for yourself and for your child. So a lot of the time things can become difficult and I have to just like really be very vigilant about protecting my peace. And baby, damn it, I'm gonna protect my peace. Come hell or fucking high water, I'm gonna protect my peace. So, you know, a lot of the decisions I make um, for me and my daughter are looking at the larger picture, looking at where I know our lives are headed, which is, you know, upward and onward. And just making sure that I'm putting myself in a position to where we can be straight when it's all said and done. Because a lot of the time, you know, life will rip you to shreds if you let it. So you have to really put your foot down and be very vigilant about protecting your mental and emotional health and doing all the things that you can. And for me, self-care is the biggest way that I've been able to do that. Um, Whether that's like buying myself a new outfit, buying myself a pair of shoes, you know, not buying myself anything, just being financially responsible um, you know, taking myself out to eat or just literally laying in my bed all day and watching reruns of Living Single or reruns of Seinfeld or reruns of whatever my favorite show is or, you know, whatever the case is. I am very serious about protecting my peace, protecting my daughter's peace and making sure she's around nothing but positivity as much as possible around people who are going to support her and pour into her in a way that she deserves. And also, you know, making sure that I'm OK so I can continue to build all the things I'm working on so I have a real tangible lessons, advice, wisdom, money, whatever the case is to pass on to my child, which is my legacy. You know, there are things that I've experienced that I don't want her to experience. And that's why when I, one of the reasons I take my mental and emotional health so seriously is because I'm like, you know, I have a whole little girl with my name and my face watching everything I do that, you know, literally adores me. And I'm like, you know what? I, you know, you you think about being a boss bitch a lot differently once you have kids because it's more than how you look. It's more than how people perceive you. It really literally is the habits that you form. It's the way you regard yourself, the way you regard other people. It literally is, you know, the way you treat other people, what you decide that you want your contributions to the world to be. And really and truly, the more that I progress and get older, I'm in a new decade of my life now. And I was I had a great conversation with my best friend last night. Shout out to Jordan Hines in Houston, Texas. And I um, really am really truly dedicated to being the best version of myself in this decade of my life. I planted so many seeds in my 20s and really watching things grow and harvesting and planting more seeds and just really building up everything that I know I can do and really realizing my full potential. Um, I mean, to be short, I'm a whole force. And if you know me, you already know that. And if you don't know me, just keep watching. But, you know, got to toot your own horn sometimes. The next thing I want to talk about is financial insecurity. So when I first found out that I was pregnant, 
I was a little bit disappointed in myself because I was like, shit, I just started making money. And now like I'm about to be right back to square one because I don't talk about this enough. But when I finished my first degree and my second degree, I was broke. And a lot of people can relate to this. This People don't talk about this enough because I think it and I think people should because it lessens this expectation that you're supposed to have your shit together right after you finish one of your really big accomplishments. And I didn't. And I struggled. And I finally got a job. And even when I got, you know, my first teaching job, teachers know, first of all, don't make a whole lot of money. But teachers who are just starting out, they, maybe that shit is sad. Especially this was six years ago. So, like, they're paying teachers a lot. They're paying teachers starting out now a lot more than they were whenever I first started. And with so many other teachers I know first started, right? But um, when I first started, I... You know, I found out I was pregnant right before I started my second year teaching. And for the first year and a half of my daughter's life, I was financially insecure. I was struggling. I was literally living paycheck to paycheck. And um, that weighed on my self-esteem. It made me feel like a fuck up and it made me feel like a fucking failure. And it made me feel like irresponsible. Like, you know, you're damn like... You talk all this big shit about all the different things that you're going to do and look at your little stupid ass. You fucked around and went and got pregnant and ain't got no money and can't do shit for yourself or your child. And, um, you know, I struggled with those feelings for a very long time. And I finally started to give myself some grace. I was like, you know, I'm not the only person experiencing this. Children are expensive, undoubtedly so. We live in a world as millennials where we are not getting paid what we deserve we are, are, you know, our skill set is not valued. A lot of traditional workplaces and people in in traditional jobs and, and just just period are taking advantage of millennials. And I was, you know, I'm, I, then I finally realized, I'm like, you know, I'm just like everybody else. Out here kind of just struggling, just in, you know, doing, going through the motions, doing the very best I can. And once I had that realization, I was like, look, I'm doing the very best I can. I started to be nicer to myself. I started to be a little bit more optimistic and, you know, all of a sudden, it was like, well, maybe I'm not that broke anymore. And then as soon as I changed my mindset, I wasn't that broke anymore. And I was able to start piecing my life together and start doing things I really knew that I needed to do and wanted to do for myself and for my daughter. And, um, you know, life took a turn for the better. There were various times um, and have been various times since my daughter's been born that I have not received any financial support from her other parent. And it is what it is. Now I just kind of don't give a fuck. I'll do it myself. I'll make the best, you know, do the best I can with what I have and just keep trucking. Because the thing about money, it's not real. (laughs) One of my friends posted on Instagram the other day. Money is not real. And the moment you stop holding on to money like it's everything, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, I'm not, you know one of these shocker hoes or, you know, I'm, I'm just, this is just my opinion. Once you stop holding on to money, and holding on to that idea and stop making it the focal point of your life, it starts to flow more freely from you and to you. And I believe that. And I stand on that. And, you know, God always provides, provides, like he always provides. He always, always provides. So I don't have to like live my life in fear that I'm not going to have the things that I need or I'm not, because I've always, like, I look back, even when I was at my brokest and I felt like I was just, you know, gosh, life is so shitty, like, I don't have shit. Always have food. Them bills was always motherfucking paid and on time. Nothing was late. Nothing was in, you know, 
I wasn't facing any eviction notices. I wasn't facing it. I never faced any cutoff notices. They about to come cut my life. None of that ever happened to me. And when I think about that, I look back on my past and I had to put, I, you know, I put it into perspective. I was like, God, I wish I could have been more thankful during that time because it would have changed the way I regarded myself, the way I regarded parenthood and the fears that I had about my life and about being a mother and about my daughter's life. Because everything really and truly was working out, even in the worst of times, it was still working out. The best of times, the worst of times, in between times, literally God saw me through all of that shit. And I really have no one to think but him, you know, and I'm, I'm fortunate and I'm lucky and I'm, and I'm gracious and grateful about all of that. Because truth be told, it could have been so much worse. So um, I am fortunate because I am educated. That's one of my privileges that I am educated and I can leverage various parts of my identity to increase my, you know, social capital. A lot of, a lot of single moms don't have that. A lot of single moms are literally out here grinding tooth and nail to make shit happen and to make it work out for them and their kids. And literally baby girl, (laughs) my hat goes off to you because I know how hard it is. I know how difficult it is. It is extremely, extremely difficult. And you know, just keep pushing, seek help when you need it, seek out opportunities when they come to you, do what you got to do because it, it, it'll work out. It will work out. And I, that is my word of advice and what I claim over the lives of so many single women because really and truly, I will say this though, get you, if you need to get you a little side hustle, a little, little side job, I'm going to tell you right now, people always know this about me, but I have never been shy and afraid to work, work hard, work whatever job, work hard just generally in the general sense of working hard because all the things that I've done and, and I am currently doing are not things that come to someone who doesn't want to work hard. You got to work hard, period. There's no shortcut to greatness. You have to work hard. You have to fail. You have to be vulnerable and humble enough to fail. Because you will, undoubtedly, and you have to be strong enough to just pick your ass back up and keep moving because that's just life. Um, I want to say this about financial insecurity. And I said this to my best friend last night. Girl, get you a second job because shit be going on. Keep you some extra change in your pocket because shit be going on. And that's, that's life. Emergencies happen all the time. You never know what you may need. And as I have gotten more, if I, you know, as I've grown and I've matured more, I am still, you know, still in the process of really learning how to save, but definitely keep you some shit saved and stashed away just in case you need it. Learn how to tell yourself no. Because a lot of the things that you think you need, you don't need that shit. I promise you, you don't. You don't need that shit. There will be other more important shit down the line that you're going to need. So, you know, enjoy yourself, treat yourself, but also be responsible with your money because having children, especially, you never know what may pop up. You never know what may pop up. You never know what you may need to do. You never know. So just make sure you're being vigilant about what you're doing, how you're spending your money. And also, you know, don't be afraid to give. I'm about to start tithing again. I I haven't been living my life right. I need to start tithing again. But don't be afraid to give also to others in need because truth be told, there have been times in the past almost four years where I had friends come through for me and I really needed help and they came through for me and they didn't ask for shit in return. And that's really what it is. That's, that's the truth. And that's, that's the facts right there. So now what's next? What's next? Uh, Dating life. Uh, 
dating life. I don't have a dating life. Um, I have a few little, you know, little thing things here and there, but I don't really have a dating life, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, yeah, there's not much to say there, but I, I'm going to talk about that later on this season and really go into detail because there's actually a lot to say about that. I will say dating as a single mom is kind of difficult though, and that's probably why I don't have one because I'm not a lot. I, I just I'm not bringing any fucking body around my daughter um, that I don't actually like really genuinely like or care about. I don't you know I don't want you around her, spending time with her, all up in her fucking face because niggas be crazy, and I I don't want to end up um, in prison because of some weird shit. So, you know I am still really developing that part of my life, and that I'll. I'll Y'all stay tuned for the journey, baby, because I'm sure it's going to be wild. I don't really have a whole lot to say about that, um, except for that, like, you know, my biggest thing with men is that you have to respect the fact that I'm a mother and my time, a lot of my time is allocated to, like, my major responsibilities and my major and most important responsibility of my life is to make sure my daughter is taken care of and make sure she's good and make sure not only that she's good, but that she's in a position to grow flourish and be the very best version of herself as well too so I think when I finally find a man that can really appreciate that part of who I am I think I'll be ready to like really give uh, you know a very significant part of myself to him so until I find that it's you know it's shits and giggles over here for me so I also am just freshly 30 just turned 30 in July and um you know, I'm still young. I'm getting in shape right now, getting my health together. I didn't drop weight. I'm looking fine. I'm just like, you know what? When he's supposed to come, he's going to be there. And he's going to be there on time. And I also just really, 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 really want to focus on finishing my degree and branching out into some of the other things that I want to do. So that's really my main concern right now. It's like I really don't even have time to dedicate to a man. Because dating, if you're doing it right, and you're actually giving pieces of yourself to somebody else, it requires quite a bit from you. And it requires you to actually, you know, invest pieces of yourself into the other person so that you can create something worthwhile, long lasting and significant and actually impactful and meaningful. So that's my spiel about dating. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, mm -mm. Because even the thing things, them, they not, mm-mm, bless their heart. Quality people, but no. So the work-life balance is the next thing that I think I talked about. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five things. Work-life balance. Get you some. It's hard to come by. You will fail in some places on certain days and be successful in some places on other days. And that's just the facts. That's the truth. Um, you know, for me, I had a breakthrough this past weekend because I like unpacked a good bulk of the last like little stuff that I needed to unpack in this house. I've been in this house for almost a year and we're going to be here for a little over another year. And I love it here and I, you know, am committed to making any space that me and my daughter live in be a home. I'm not one of those people that's like, my house has to look like a museum. I want my home to feel like home. So my shit always looked lived in. Like, like no, we live here. Like, we come in this bitch. We take our shoes off. We take our showers. We eat food. We relax. We watch our shows. We play. 
like we come in here and we relax and we live our lives. And that's really like, you know, how I want my home to feel any home that I live in. When I buy a house, I want it to be the same way. Like I want it to be beautiful, of course. And, you know, the shit, but I also want it to be a place where I can feel comfortable, like not like it's a museum or anything like that. I kind of veered off back to work life balance. Um, yeah, like I don't have much to say about that because if you have any tips for me, send them my way because that's always a constant battle. Like sometimes it's balanced and sometimes it's not. I would say most of the time it's probably not balanced. Shit gets done and nothing really falls apart. Like I, I will say this about work-life balance. I read this quote or somebody said this quote and it was the most important thing to me and it's really how I live my life. You're going to be juggling a lot of different shit as a single mom. Um, your personal, your, you know, your personal well-being, your financial responsibilities, your career, your child, your spirituality, um, your dating life, your sex life. And so you have to know when you're juggling all these different balls, which balls are plastic and which balls are glass. Which, what, what's the shit that can drop? My child can never drop. She can never drop. Um, I'm not willing to drop my mental and emotional health, my spirituality. I'm not willing to drop my career aspirations and the shit that I've spent, you know, the past 11 years working for. So, you know, there are different things, other things like dating, that shit can drop. Um, <laughs> you know, having like a super, super clean house all the time, that shit can sometimes drop. I'll get to it when I get to it. And that's just the facts. But, you know, I am ultimately very new still to motherhood. My child is only going to be four in April. So I'm not like super, super new, but we're still like, you know, I'm still learning. I learn things all the time. And I'm so proud of like how well I've been able to manage the anxiety that comes along with being a mother and being a single mother. Because when I first had my child, I was racked with anxiety all the time. And it robbed me of so much joy in the early years of her life. And now that we're, you know, we're in a better space and like things are different and, you know, like my headspace is different. I enjoy being a mother so much. It is literally one of the biggest blessings that I've been, that's been bestowed upon me. And like, it's not really difficult for me. There are parts of it that are hard, but like having a kid is so much fun, y'all. It's so dope. It really is. And my daughter is just like the greatest little person in the world. And we have so much fun together. She tells me all the time, mommy, you're my favorite friend. And that just, like, you know, it just takes my heart and makes it explode into a bunch of little butterflies. I'm like, really? You're my favorite. You're my bestest friend. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like, what can you even say? It's such a blessing. Only a blessing that, you know, so many of us can even imagine and hope to feel someday. And, um, you know, motherhood isn't for everybody. It's not. But one thing is for damn sure, and that's that children are special and they deserve to be protected. And my job, what I have been given, the job I've been blessed and been that's been bestowed upon me is to make sure I take care of my baby and to make sure she's good and to make sure she has everything that she needs. And I teach her to honor God and to live a life that is, you know, pleasing to him and to live a life where she understands the importance of being a giver and being kind to other people and being compassionate and practicing empathy and pouring in her her very powerful influence into other people because she's a little Aries, Taurus, cuss baby. She is a firecracker, and I fucking love it. And I'm like, girl, 
don't know what they're going to do with you because you're about to be the shit. And I'm going to be right there as the sun starts to rise on her and it starts to set on me. I'm going to be right there turning gray, my hair turning gray, getting older, watching my baby tear shit up and literally do her motherfucking thing. So that's all I have for you guys. I'll see you again in a few weeks. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about the next time I come back. But um, that being said, I love y'all. Take care.